Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. And now, here's Dr. Dan Gerard. Today I'm beginning a new sermon series, and the theme for this sermon series will focus on how you and I can be people of excellence. For those of you who would like to follow along with me in your Bible, I invite you to turn to the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1. 2 Peter, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, records what I call the biblical addition formula. The biblical addition formula that is essential if you and I are going to be people of excellence. I read, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Did you notice that word add in verse number five? These verses indeed provide a biblical addition formula that will ensure that you and I are people of excellence. Before beginning our study on this biblical addition formula, it will profit us to look at the background of this formula that will provide insight into its importance for you and for me. In verse 3 of this chapter, Peter informed that generation and informs us that the divine power of God has given, has distributed unto us great and precious promises. Great and precious promises that involve both our physical life and our spiritual life. And so the question I'm asking is, what's the response that you and I should make? What's the purpose of these things that have been given freely unto us? In the C part of verse number 3, Peter informs that God has given these things so that you and I might fulfill our calling. You ever thought about your calling? What is your calling? I think about it almost every day of my life. Look, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us, God has called you and God has called me. And He says, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now, in some of your translations, there may be a different word for virtue. Some of your translations may have the word excellence. God has a calling for your life, and God has a calling for my life. And the calling is for us to experience glory. The calling is for us to experience excellence. God has called us to be a people of excellence. 
Another purpose is found in that we might receive the divine nature. Second Peter chapter 1, the A part of verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, does this mean that you and I are going to become little gods? Is that what it means? No. But what it does mean is this. God has given these things to us so that we might be restored back to the image that Adam and Eve forfeited when they started their journey in opposition to the way of God. You see, when they started their journey in opposition to the way of God, they began to subtract from what God intended for them to, to, to be. They began to subtract from what God intended for them to do. God's desire for us is not to subtract. God's desire for us is to add. It's the desire of your heavenly Father. It's the desire of my heavenly Father for His image to be restored in us. You see, He longs for the character of Christ to be perfectly reproduced in my life and perfectly reproduced in your life. And then Peter recorded in the part of verse 4 that God has given to us these great and precious promises so that we might escape the world's corruption. Now, what does this mean? It simply means that God wants you and God desires for me to have victory over sin, to be people of excellence. That's what John would write when he said, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. You see, that's God's desire for us, that we be victorious over sin. Now, can I achieve this in myself? Can you achieve this in yourself? No. Why? Because the Bible is very plain to instruct that all of our righteousnesses added together are as what? All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. These purposes can only become a reality as you and I accept the things that God has given to us and then allow them to operate in our life, leading us to glory, to excellence. Now, I want us to take note of the benefits of this biblical addition formula that should be operating in our lives so that you and I can escape some negative influences. Anybody here besides me want to escape some negative influences? God wants us to be involved in positive influences, amen? I want to share four with you. Number one, these eight elements, this biblical addition formula, will keep us from being barren. Verse number eight, the A part. 
For if these things, the things that are mentioned in verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall rather be barren. Let me read that again. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren. The Greek word for barren is a very interesting word. It can also be translated idle. It can also be translated lazy. My friends, God doesn't want us to be lazy. God doesn't want us to be idle. God does not want us to be barren. God has called you and God has called me to be people of excellence. Secondly, these eight elements of the biblical edition formula will ensure that we are productive because the Christian life, when furnished with these qualities, is certain to produce fruit. Verse 8 continues, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God wants you and God wants me to know certain things about Him. And these eight elements will enable us not only to know more fully about God, they will also enable us to know more fully about ourselves. Our knowledge of God and our knowledge of ourselves will be fruitful. Number three, these eight elements in the biblical edition formula will keep us from being blind. Look at verse number nine. But he that lacketh these things, the things mentioned in verse five, verse six, and verse seven, these eight things, but he that lacketh these things is blind. This blindness results in at least two things. Number one, this blindness results in the inability to have proper perspective. Verse 9 continues, cannot see afar off. Spiritually, when you and I do not have these eight elements of the biblical additional formula operating in our lives, what happens is we lose perspective and things become out of focus. We can't see afar off. Now, I can identify with that in the physical sense because without these glasses, I lose perspective. I cannot see things clearly that are far off. And the same thing in the spiritual sense. These eight elements will enable us to have a proper perspective. Secondly, this blindness results in the inability to recognize and to remember what has really happened in our lives. Verse 9 continues, hath forgotten 
that he was purged from his old sins? Question, is it possible that a person can actually forget the amazing, redeeming grace of Jesus Christ? Question, is it really possible that the inability to recognize and remember can actually result in us leaving our first love? Can it? Case in point, Revelation chapter 2, Jesus is speaking that message to the church at Ephesus, and Jesus says that Ephesus had left her what? Her first love. Indeed, it's possible. Number four, these eight elements of the biblical addition formula will keep us from falling. Verse number 10, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, these eight things in verse 5, 6, and 7, he says, if you do these things, ye shall never fall. Now, follow me very closely. Since the Bible does not teach once in grace, always in grace, you and I should not ascribe to such a teaching. However, we must accept that the Bible does teach that these eight elements of the biblical addition formula, if they're operating in our lives, we do not have to fall. That is a biblical principle. God said that to that generation, and God's saying that to our generation today. And we also need to understand that diligence must be involved in this calling and election if we're going to stand and not fall. Let me read that verse again. Wherefore, the rather brethren, look at it, give diligence. May I say it one more time? Give diligence. May I say it one more time? Give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, ye shall never fall. Question, what calling is he referring to? I want you to draw a line back up to verse number 3, those of you that are following in your Bibles, because in verse 3 it's stated that we are called unto glory. We are called unto virtue, and that word virtue means excellence. Oh, my friends, God's sweet spirit through Simon Peter says that you and I can make this calling unto glory and excellence sure. There doesn't have to be any questions about it. There doesn't have to be any doubt about it. We can be positive we can be sure. The eight elements of the biblical addition formula listed in verses 5, 6, and 7, they are 
imperative. My friends, because of what God has done for us, through His marvelous, amazing grace, you and I should resolve to be cooperative agents with His sweet Holy Spirit. Cooperative agents with His sweet Holy Spirit so that certain qualities can be vibrant and integral as part of our fabric and our makeup. I want to go back and read 2 Peter chapter 1 and the A part of verse 5 again. And beside this, giving all diligence, here's that word again, diligence, add, underscore it, add to your faith. Now, that word add pertains to your role and my role in agreement with God's role. May I repeat that? That word add pertains to your role and my role in agreement with God's role. Now, what was and is God's role? Look at verse number one. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through what? Through our own works? No. Through our own intellect? No. Through our own education? No. Through our own finances? No. How do we receive this precious faith in the beginning? We receive this precious faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, it's all by faith and not of works, lest any man should boast. That's how we come into the family of God, and we start on the journey of being people of excellence. But after we become a part of God's family, God will not force us to grow in grace and knowledge. You see, we're not like little puppets on a string that God will manipulate. We have what's called a free choice. God has given you and God has given me the choice to be in agreement with Him, to be a partner with Jesus Christ. You see, it's not him alone, and it's not me alone. It's him and me together. As we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, that's my part, as God works in us, both to will and to do, of his good pleasure. So it's God working, and it's me working. It's God working, and it's you working. To emphasize the gravity of the biblical addition formula, we're told that we must give careful attention so that we will not be barren. We must give careful attention so that we will not be unfruitful. We must give careful attention so we will not be blind. We must give careful attention so we will not stumble. We must give careful attention so we will not fall. 
In closing this introduction, I want to share from one of my favorite writers. I'm going to share from two different passages. And as I read from this one of my favorite writers, who I believe was inspired by God's Holy Spirit to give counsel to we as a closing people ready and looking forward to the midnight cry, I want you to notice how we must indeed work in agreement with God. We must partner with Jesus so that we can be people of excellence. First of all, the book of education, page 57. The greatest want of the world is the want of men. The need of men. What kind of men? Men who will not be bought or sold. Men who in their inmost souls are true and honest. Men who do not fear to call sin by its right name. Men whose conscience is as true to duty as the needle to the pole. Men who will stand for the right though the heavens fall. Now listen very carefully. But such a character is not the result of accident. It is not due to special favors or endowments. A noble character is the result of self-discipline. Amen or ouch. Now, if you're going to get upset, don't get upset with Pastor Dan. Get upset with her. And I don't think you want to go there. She penned, a noble character is the result of self-discipline, of the subjection of the lower to the higher nature, the surrender of self for the service of love to God and man, unquote. Christ Object Lessons, pages 331 and 332. Quote, Let no one say, I cannot remedy my defects of character. May I repeat that? Let no one say, Danny Gerard, you are not to say that you cannot remedy your defects of character. Listen. Let no one say, I cannot remedy my defects of character. If you come to this decision, you will certainly fail of obtaining everlasting life. The impossibility lies in your own will. Wow. If you will not, then you cannot overcome. The real difficulty arises from the corruption of an unsanctified heart and an unwillingness to submit to the control of God. 
Many whom God hath qualified to do excellent work accomplish very little, because they attempt little. Thousands pass through life as if they had no definite object for which to live, no standard to reach. Such will obtain a reward proportionate to their works. Remember, you will never reach a higher standard than you yourself set. Then set your mark high and step by step, even though it be by painful effort, by self-denial and sacrifice, ascend the whole length of the ladder of progress. Let nothing hinder you. Fate has not woven its meshes about any human being so firmly that he need remain helpless and in uncertainty. Opposing circumstances should create a firm determination to overcome them. The breaking down of one barrier will give greater ability and courage to go forward. Press with determination in the right direction. And circumstances will be your helpers, not your hindrances. Be ambitious for the Master's glory to cultivate every grace of Be ambitious for the Master's glory to cultivate every grace of character. You see, you and I are to do the cultivating as God gives us strength and power. In every phase of your character building, you are to please God. This you may do, for Enoch pleased him though living in a degenerate age. And there are Enochs in this our day. <laughs> when I look at you, I see Enochs. Enochs have potential. Enochs will be translated. Is that your desire? <laughs> Is that your aspiration? If it's possible. You see, if you and I desire to be people of excellence, we must allow the biblical addition formula in 2 Peter chapter 1 to be an ongoing and functioning reality in our lives. We must add to our faith. We're going to look at that next week. We're going to look at faith. And then in the next seven presentations after that, we're going to explore how we are to add to our faith so that when God looks at you and God looks at me, God will proclaim they are people 
of excellence. Dr. Dan Gerard is the pastor of University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website, universitypkwy.org or at Livestream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.